Hi there, my name's Adam Parr. I'm the podcast host, the Parr City Podcast. In this podcast, you'll be listening to me connect with people from different walks of life, from the military to people in the music industry to people in the self-help industry and many other areas of life. In this podcast, I'll be talking about topics from self-help, mental health, motivation, spirituality, mindset, society, current affairs, and much, much more. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, share, and let me know your feedback. My main intention on this podcast is to have a positive impact. For you, the the listener, to take something positive from it, to apply something positive into your life from this. Now, with without further ado, let's get into this podcast and enjoy. Tuning in, trying to find out how to win. Go along and tell a friend. Marathon, you know the game. Keep on running, never end. Getting better, make a man. Adam got it. Adam got it. Adam got it. Adam got it. Positivity. Hey man, what's going on? How you doing? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you fine. How's it going? Can you hear me? Yeah, perfect mate. Awesome, awesome. Well, thanks for having me on, man. No, no, you're welcome, and uh, no, thank you for like coming on. Of course, um, my pleasure. A long time coming, eh? Long time. I coming. know it's uh, something we've been planning for a while. It is. It is. I'm glad we can finally do this though, because um, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot we have in common and a lot we can we can talk about. Like, um, yeah. So, thank you for having me on. And uh, no, yeah. no, no, you're welcome. Um, but it's like when we because we met that time, didn't we? Like, we had a brief chat. And um, we covered, like, quite a lot of different things in the space of, like, what, 15 minutes or something like that. Exactly, exactly. I, you know, I think at that point, we, we were both in a certain, we were both in a certain, like, uh, energy, you know. And we yeah, we recognized that in each other. And just, like, straight away, we hit those topics of, like, you know, I, I think it was entrepreneurship and that sort of thing. And, uh, yeah, it, it was just, like, a sort of magnet uh, attraction in personality i'd say um but yeah it's uh it's awesome that you've started this podcast in all honesty mate um because getting the types of ideas that we've got out there i think it's really important to some people to hear yeah no i said completely i mean i did kind of put it off for a while and i kind of uh i kind of thought oh you know i'm gonna do it gonna do it and when you you mm. know you can always get into the habit of saying oh, i'll do it tomorrow oh tell me about it and then before you know it like two weeks gone by months gone by and you're like oh man exactly but um but i think we're both on the same wavelength and you know we kind of naturally talk about certain topics and subjects and it just kind of flows really um absolutely and this this is a good platform to use kind of put put that content out there isn't it yeah exactly exactly and and you know that's the thing. I, I think that, um, you know, the topics we discuss are just 
uh, uh, life topics, really. They, uh, you know, stop me if I'm wrong, but I, I think that everyone should have like a baseline level of, say, uh, productivity, time management, finance management, energy, uh, energy management, etc. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's yeah. like I really do believe that this type of topic or slash topics should be mainstream. You know, so as you say, this type of platform is giving us that that edge to do that. It's awesome, man. Yeah, it gives you the ability to do it, doesn't it? And it's free as well. Oh, um, exactly, exactly. Um, but, I mean, like what you just said and covered, like those kind of topics, uh, life topics, should kind of be something that's covered in the workplace. It's something it, that should be covered in like the education. System. Oh, exactly. I couldn't agree more, man. I mean, the thing is, it's like, you know, you life you, you're not given all the answers you're not born with the answers you kind of have to find it along the way don't you and i think with knowledge upon those things we just touched base on um you know if, if that can be taught to people if that can be something that's in the system i think you know it'll, it'll make things that bit yeah. easier for people exactly because, go on please please continue because um you know, we go into education and, you know, some people know what they want to do straight away, but, you yeah. know, for the majority of us, you know, you go through school, you go through education, work, and you kind of have to find out the hard way a lot of the time. But if you can have something to help guide you, then it helps a bit, doesn't it? Absolutely spot on. And and as you say, just bringing it back to the education system there, I, I think is a really interesting point because, a, the fact that it's not taught, you know, the sort of whole self-management and learning how to learn, the fact that that's not taught in the education system at the moment means that people are coming through schools with incorrect habits and that's becoming ingrained into their life every day that they're spending performing those certain incorrect habits. Mm. So so it's actually it's actually quite dangerous to not, be teaching people about these things from a young age you know because if we're going to take it back to you know conscious and subconscious minds here the more you ingrain a habit into your subconscious mind the more it actually builds those neural pathways in your brain and becomes more difficult to break out of those habits that's why mm. it's actually great for us to be starting young here <laughs> a lot of yeah. people don't have that advantage man you know yeah um, no that's yeah. it yeah please continue no, no, I was just saying, like, you know, I, I agree with what you just said. And yeah. I think, like, with habits as well, um, you know, we, we are creatures of habits as exactly. people. Um, we all have our own routine. Um, and I think if you have a healthy habits and healthy routines, then it has more of a positive impact on your life. Exactly. And I think it's easy to get caught into unhealthy routines and habits. Um, yeah. I mean, it's about balance, isn't it? But um... exactly. Hey, man, just, just a quick question, um, because I'd, you know, a lot, a lot of the people here in this, you know, maybe they're in a situation where the the balance of bad habits overshadows the the healthy habits. So, mm. I mean, what 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 to you is a healthy habit? What's an unproductive habit? What would you say? What so my own unhealthy habits and positive habits or you mean like just in general like... just in general because I, I feel like you know because yeah because social media is so rife let's let's take social media as an example because social media is so rife and people 
are uh, habitually involved in that on a daily basis. I think that social media can be a bad habit. Um, mm. If you're use, if you, it depends how you're using it though. It's like any tool, you know. Um, so, so I guess you could apply that to a universal habit. So I, you know, mm. I guess the question I, I was getting at there is like, how how would you advise someone uh, to get that balance? You know. What, mm. what do you think would be the best best way to go about doing that if you're just starting from the start, for example? I I think personally, I would say be aware of your time. Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. Um, I mean, I I like to play video games. Mm. I mean, one of my things, <laughs> but you know, I'm oh, exactly the same. Exactly yeah, the same, yeah. Um, and it's not a bad thing. I mean, mm. but sometimes I mean, I've just started a game called The Witcher Three. Which yeah. is like an RPG. And the graphics that, on that are incredible. Yeah, <laughs> the such good graphics. Yeah. And you know, it's such a long game, we have to invest a lot of time. And I started it and I'm like, I have to be aware of my time because if yeah. you're not careful, mm-hmm. you could sit there for four hours. Exactly. <laughs> not that exactly. I'm gonna do that, <laughs> yeah. but it's easy with those kind of games to sit there because they're so long. Yeah, and you, you become you become immersed as well. Like games with like you know high high def audio uh great graphics you suddenly find yourself like you're living a second life in that game you know so Mm. so so i completely agree with you like time time management is so key and awareness as well because i i've got the you know i've got this thing where if i'm aware of where the time is going in the day the day actually goes a lot slower, you know, and yeah. I, I become aware of the micro uh, events happening in the day. Whereas if I'm just letting it drift by, like playing a whole day of, you know, Fallout or Skyrim or something, then suddenly the day will be gone like that because I'm, th- there's no awareness of the time slipping by. So mm. you hit the nail on the head there, man, 100%. Yeah, it's, I mean, I found that, you know, with work as well, like uh, we, mm. we, you know, worked in the same trade like hospitality for yeah many years and i think you know when you have you can have quiet days and i think you know you if you think more about the time and you think oh um oh i just want to finish yeah um and it's quiet it then starts to drag because exactly you're thinking about it more and in time's a weird one it's almost like it's physical like yeah if yeah. you're in the flow and you're busy and you're enjoying you're in the present moment yeah it, it can really flow and go really quick exactly um, uh, I think, I could, yeah go on please and i think that people um you know can kind of lose track of time you know lose track of that awareness yeah yeah where their time is going and what they're doing mm-hmm. and uh, exactly and you know I, I was exactly the same too and it, it took me a while to really realize what was happening and until I started looking into, you know, effective self-management. And the, when, when the penny really dropped, it was when I started uh, segmenting my time. So, you know, the, the night, let's say Sunday evening, for example, what I started doing was writing down, you know, everything I'd want to accomplish for, say, uh, quarter one. And what I'd do is I'd break that down into weeks. And then, so on the Sunday for the previous week, I'd just set all my objectives for every day, 
and put them into uh, manage- manageable time slots. Mm. Um, and what that did for me was really start to understand how much time was actually slipping away because mm. I wasn't aware where it was going. Mm. So, you know, that, that's one thing I'd, that's one bit of advice I'd give to someone who is perhaps not getting as much done as they'd like. And that is to, to really start segmenting time. And mm. uh, what you'll find is that after a certain amount of time concentrating, you'll start to lapse because your body works in cycles. And you can normally catch this figure to the, uh, to the same point every time. So um, th- there's a lot of science behind this and what is called a Pomodoro, which is a 30-minute work chunk. And what you do is uh, you work nonstop. You, you focus on that one channel for 25 minutes. Then you take a five-minute break because that is the cycle that operates the highest amount of concentration from a human. You'll notice your concentrate, concentration start to lapse after a certain amount of time. So that, you know, just the key takeaway there for me was recognize how much time it takes before my concentration lapsed, take a quick break and then go straight back into it, you know? So that's why segmenting time is so important in my opinion, because you can start to see how you best operate in terms of a energy, and B, uh, efficiency of your workflow. So, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with what you just said because yeah. I found with, like, you know, if you're working on an essay, mm-hmm. I remember I had to do coursework for different mm. courses. Um, for the first, they say they say they should take a break, I think, like, around what you just said. I think it's sort of based on what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. Around half an hour or 25 minutes, have a break for five minutes or 10 minutes. Exactly. Because it's like your concentration levels yeah. um, kind of don't fade, but it's like a car, isn't it? You know, exactly. It's miles an hour. It just slows down a bit and you need yeah. that yeah. refresher to just clear your mind a bit. Exactly, man. And just to, just to add on to that, um, you sort of, when you say refresh, you sort of prompted something. Because another really good tip to do as well is, you know, as you say, say you're doing uh, coursework for 25 minutes and then you take that five-minute break. What is also really uh, beneficial to your concentration would be to just change the channel completely. So, like, say, for instance, you're doing coursework for 25 minutes. Then you'd switch up the channel to something completely different that's far, that's uh, allowing your uh, brain to operate on a different sort of wavelength. So you go, for example, from coursework to say 25 minutes of guitar or 25 minutes of exercise. So you completely change up the channel and keep everything fresh and dynamic. And you'll find that that's how you get the best results by keeping, keeping your channels separate, but distinguished. If, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's a big one. It's a big one. Time it is. I mean, it's quite, it's quite a deep, it's quite a deep topic. I mean, there's so much to it. Um, yeah. And everyone's going to have a different, you know, everyone's got a different lifestyle, haven't they? Everyone's got a different life. People live in different um, locations. I exactly. mean, I, I find time, uh, if, we, if we take where we live in a minute, we're in Cornwall, time, exactly. travel places is 
it's quite a stretch because most things are so far from each other and cut off. Exactly. Um, and it's like if you don't drive in Cornwall, in Cornwall or in the southwest or somewhere where it's remote and coastal, yeah, time's a big factor as well because if you want to drive somewhere, it might be a normal route of thirty minutes. Like if I, if I take St. Moore's for example, where we yeah, you've been based. That's yeah. like an hour and a bit drive. That's that's mm. not taking into account uh, weather or traffic on the road. Oh, a hundred percent. See, um, I love the fact that you've brought that up, man. Um, because there was a there was there was a big thing for me because I spent a lot of time on the bus, obviously, um, going from Truro because that's that's the main city in Cornwall. So the biggest thing for me was like, okay, well, I've got I've got an hour on the bus here. What do I do? You know, um, do I just sleep? Do I just sort of like coast it by? And then, you know, after a while it hit me, I could actually be doing something productive in this time. Like, for example, doing 25 minutes in uh, language, 25 minutes of social media marketing, etc. So the important breakthrough for me was just to be efficient with my time there. Like whether it's just putting an audio book on in the background, you know, just mm. something, something to keep my channel focused. And focused on that definite aim, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah. What 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 were you saying, Adam? Anyway, but I was saying just... um, no, no, no. I mean, it's right. It's completely. Mm. I completely agree with what you what you just said. Um, yeah. Because I I find that in places that are remote or cut off, you haven't really got um, much around. Like you know, McDonald's isn't around the corner. Yeah, yeah. You kind exactly. of cut off from the, the norms of like entertainment or places. So. Yeah, you have that. I I found. I mean, I was in the city for like nineteen years, and then you yeah. come down here, and you have more kind of space to think. You, you know, you it's, kind of yeah, exactly, it, exactly. Because it's like when you go to somewhere that's quiet, you, you, I think you just naturally start thinking. You kind of reflect. Yeah, that's uh, so whereas true. when you're in a city and there's a lot of going on around you you're so caught up in everything that is going on around you your attention is not on yourself it's on exactly you're you're caught in you're caught in a state of um well let's call it emotional overload really uh or sensory overload i guess um when you're in a city like a hundred percent right because you're like for example even walking walking through the town center in cardiff like you know you, you looking at a dog about to walk into you and, and oh look there's a crowd there you know and every, it's, it's all about sensory overload there but i mm. i think there's something there's something different as you mentioned about about living in a place like st moore's in in the countryside where there's not much distraction you know for someone for someone our age i get a lot of questions about you know whether i like it in st moore's um and don't I find it boring, et cetera, et cetera. And like, while, while I can see how it could be boring for someone my age to be here, and to be honest, most of the time it is, but um, it's a beautiful place to be, A. Um, the scenery is stunning. You know, it gives me a chance to unwind, you know, to, to really level myself here. Mm. But not only that, if I was in a city, I think my productivity would go out the window i mean of course there's 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 more opportunity um for networking and everything Mm. of course there's that but i think being able to be in a place like st moore's where you can withdraw from 
from the sensory overload a lot easier. Mm. I think that really helps productivity. And, um, you know, that's why, of course, it would benefit a lot of people who are in a state of um, constant cortisol through their work, you know, stress, stress, stress. That's why I thoroughly recommend just having a break in somewhere where it doesn't require a sensory overload and a constant injection of adrenaline and hormones, you know. That's why I'd advise someone to come back and, you know, as you say, come back to themselves, come back to a a good baseline level where they can relax and uh, get back to their productivity, you know. So Mm -hmm. St. Moore's is wonderful like that, you know. It's a really good place. Yeah, it it is an amazing place. And, you know, I I worked there for about a year or so, year and a half, I think it was. Yeah. Um, And there's places like that around the world, that coastal, um, you know, quite relaxed. I mean, what you mentioned about our age group and being somewhere that is cut off. I mean, okay, yeah, like uh, there are times where it's boring, but um, I think Mm -hmm. being, I think being bored is almost like, state of it's an emotional state yes but it, exactly it, it, exactly it's, um we have a choice to change that if you yes and and your energy like okay like if you're if you're feeling bored you can yeah focus that energy on something else and change it um mm. rather than somebody who can just use that as an excuse like, oh, i'm bored that's why exactly okay so what are you feeling what do you want to feel what do you need to do yes. to then feel that Exactly. You hit the nail on the head there. Like, if someone's bored, it's, it's, it's more of a litmus test that they're not in control of the reality. Because let's, let's face it, you can pretty much control every state if, you, if you're self-aware enough. Um, and so if someone is bored, then they're obviously not reaching towards objectives or personal goals. Because in a world of infinite opportunity... There is no way you could be bored. <laughs> There's no way. Mm. Unless unless you're, you know, relying on instant gratification stimulus like social media. If you're always in a state of needing the quick fix of uh, dopamine from notifications from your phone, if you're always in a state of wanting just that little quick, little quick notification or that like on your post, then you are going to be bored because you're always going to be looking to get that quick hit of hormone you know it's, it's it's sad that social media has put society in that type of position but you know that that's why it favors us to be working towards long-term goals because we learn to delay gratification we learn to uh put off the dessert eat the carrots now <laughs> and have yeah. the filling later you, do you know what i mean there's mm. there's a, there's a lot there's a lot of benefit in doing that because how you do one thing, and this is what my, my favorite quote, actually, how you do one thing is how you do everything, mm. you know? So if, if, you're, if you're constantly reaching for impulse in one area of your life, then you can guarantee that's going to manifest in other areas of your life as well. Mm. So the more you train yourself to withdraw from impulse uh, action, impulsive action, that is, the more you train yourself in so many other areas that won't be recognizable instantly. Mm. 
but that, but you'll realize that actually everything's falling into place when you start doing the right thing because it'll spread like wildfire how you do one thing is how you do everything you know mm. so so yeah that's, that's an interesting point what, what were you about to say there but, but um no with this like what you were saying in uh social media and notification, yeah. like the thing is there's so much to that because before like like now you can go on netflix you can binge watch something with a click of your finger you can you yes. can watch a whole series it's there it's you've got the internet it's uploaded um you know exactly. you, can, you can order a parcel on amazon and get it the next day <laughs> yeah, or the yeah, same yeah. day if you're lucky you can get on yeah, the same day absolutely in the city, in the city you, you can, can do that you can order food it comes to your door you can yeah, you know everything you can do. It's all there for you. It's instant gratification. And exactly, you know, we're. I think we was kind of born just before that became mainstream. Like yeah, um, eBay was there, and there were platforms where you could get instant gratification. You know, YouTube was now. It's kind of blown out of proportion. Um, uh, exactly, but instant gratification can still come I think within like the family unit like if if your mom buys you something yeah. that's instant gratification because you're saying I want that I want it now okay I'll yeah. buy it okay there you go exactly um, and I think that that does happen when you grow up um, you know for some people it probably didn't but as a young child and you're getting that instant gratification you grow up you can grow up thinking you know I want my needs met, needs met now yeah, exactly. And then, you know, that can then affect relationships sometimes. Yeah, um, well, 100%, man. How you do one thing is how you do everything. Yeah, but please continue. It's, it's, but, it's fascinating. But um, I, I think I watched the video and it was, uh, it's like, I think Gary Vee was talking about, I was mentioning this quite a lot. He, um, he was saying, like, love the process. He said yeah. people... I want an instant gratification and the mm. result is now. They're not loving the process. Yeah. They've been in the present moment, enjoying that grind, enjoying the grind. Exactly. To one day have that thing. Um, and the delayed gratification is far greater than the instant gratification. Yeah. Um, well, it's a bit like, you know, passing your driving test, isn't it? That takes time. Yeah, absolutely. And the result at the end feels amazing because it's that, delayed gratification rather than like you know if you pass your test within a week it yeah. wouldn't be the same as taking six months or four months or however exactly. long exactly there's something more fulfilling about having that that time period between setting the objective and accomplishing it and yeah well here's the thing like that's why i i believe you know this might not be fact but that's why i believe that mental health is such a big issue at the moment it's because everyone's being bombarded with uh social media posts that you know loads of aesthetics nice cars fancy planes hotels this that the other and they're seeing all of this instantly real time and they're expecting the same results in a short amount of time because to them, it just it's just a constant scroll of these results, constant, constant, constant. So they believe that the process is going to be short to them. 
which is unfortunate, you know, because I, I totally agree with what you're saying. It's so much about a well, uh, to, to be honest, I think it's both about the appreciation of the journey and the destination. If you have the balance between those two while you're setting your goals, I don't think mental health is an issue because you've got appreciation of both ends of the spectrum. But the problem, you know, the, the mental health problem is on the rise because people aren't, as you say, they're not appreciating the journey. They're just seeing that end result on, right off the bat and, you know, mm. expecting it to come quick time. But, but yeah, me- mental health's an interesting one, to be honest, because I feel like, I feel like goal setting is... Uh, or has a huge involvement with how happy people are. I believe if you have a goal in place and you're actively working towards it, you're constantly making notches of progress daily. I believe there's something there's something inside, like a reward system, if you will, that makes you that little bit happier because you have something to strive for. Mm. Whereas I, I'm pretty sure most people don't have goals. Mm. I'm pretty sure of it. So just on those two basis alone, most people probably aren't happy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm laughing, but it's not funny. Like, no, it's not funny, but it is at the same time because it's such a simple thing to do, but people don't it implement it. Into... Exactly, exactly. And you know, it's it's not easy. It's not you know. Otherwise, everyone would be doing it. Um, I think I, I think one of the key factors, and this is like another another um, pillar. That's quite a deep one, very deep. On. Is um, that kind of ties into goals and mental health is like belief systems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like if someone, you know, we've all, we can all have irrational, false beliefs about ourselves or about certain things. You know, yeah. we're, you know, we all have that kind of, we can all be negative and positive. It's a lot easier to, to be negative than it is exactly but you know through life experiences or family or growing up people you know we we, we're taking in the environment from such a young age and what's going on around us yeah um that you know we said we created this belief system about ourselves yeah and i think if people have got this kind of distorted image about themselves then they don't believe they're good enough or they you know things like that yeah. It's going to be a lot harder to set goals, isn't it? So it's, it's, um, there's all that 100%. as well. A hundred percent. And like, just, just adding to what, what you're saying there, you know, from, from the age, from the age, well, from, from the get go, a baby is born like a blank canvas, you know? So they're, they're subject to the program, programming of the parents. Now, or the parents or the guardians or, or what have you. Now, they're not going to be doing it intentionally, but most of the time, 90, or, you know, I'd say probably close to 98% of the time, the parents are actually going to pass down some aspects of their negative programming as well. And that's going to create, as you say, a distorted self-image for the baby. Now, I, I do want to highlight, obviously, it's not intentional, but a lot of the time, you know, the programming of a baby is most plastic and I, I, I'll have to check my facts on this, but it's most plastic from three to seven years old. Um, 
Now, it's very it's very difficult to be brought up in a perfect environment, but um, but that's a you know that's a very tender age, and you 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 absorb a lot at that point. So, the the point I'm trying to make here really is that, um, as you say, you get a lot of negative, uh, you get more negative thoughts pop in your head than positive ones, and that that's actually a survival mechanism as well, by the way. Um, because let, let's let's take us back to the caveman days, right? Mm. You would su- you would be better off surviving. Well, you'd be more effective at surviving if you were constantly criticizing your environment, right? Mm. Um, if you were aware, negatively aware of the environment, if you knew, yeah, blah blah blah. So, anyways, but it is, you're constantly battling that kind. Yeah, of... you're, you're constantly battling that and to be honest with you when you get a negative thought come into place it's actually a positive thing because you can start to you can use that as an antenna where to go you know if you've got a negative thought pop into your head you know you have to work on that aspect of yourself Mm. um and so you know a lot of people they take the negative thread and they continuously thread it down a negative route but if you want optimum results everyone's going to get negative thoughts. Mm. But if you want optimum results, you take the negative and you spin it into a positive, you know, mm. like what, what can I learn from this? Um, don't let it distort your self image. You know, the baseline of your self image should be loving yourself, you know, mm. and anything less than that is not acceptable. And you have to be questioning why you're thinking less than that. Um, and usually you can trace it back to, to memories of, you know, of whatever, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so well, the mind's a funny thing. Yeah, please continue. Well, what you're saying um, is like, as people, we, you kind of, you be, well, that saying, isn't there, your, your vibe attracts your tribe. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. You, you become what you surround yourself with. The, the people you surround yourself with, you become them, you know, yeah. like you become... Uh, a bit like a product of your environment don't you yeah um, absolutely it's like if you surround yourself i mean i, I know this because you know i've done it myself at, at, yeah. at school and in the past you surround yourself with certain kinds of people you slowly kind of become like that yeah it's so true um, and it's a slow process as well but it, you, you notice really, it yeah you don't really realize it but then you kind of realize it over time yeah and then you try and break away from that, and that causes all kind of friction because yeah, exactly. you know we're kind of. I think, like going back to the caveman times, we're kind of um, wired to be like in a pack. Absolutely, and, yeah. You know, it feels good to be well, to belong to a group. We get a sense of belonging. Exactly. Um, and so to yeah, please. You know, find yourself. And to go alone is very hard, and I think that's why, as well, you know, very few, very few people are successful. Either like, is it one percent or something? Yeah, well, exactly. And like, you can just look at the um, the sort of distribution of wealth as well, and that reflects that too in the world. But yeah, yeah, please continue. No, no, that's fine. That's all good. Um, well, just going, just going back to what you were saying. You know, what a lot of people aren't aware of is uh, we're going to 
trace back to because I did mention the subconscious earlier in the conversation, yeah. but um, I, I think it's so important um, because y- your subconscious mind is a net result of everything you've experienced. So you can bet your ass that you are going to have uh, some negative programming in there. So, which is good, you know, which is very, very good um, because it teaches you how to identify and how to, because it's a litmus test. It teaches you how to, how to actually become positive. If you didn't have the negative, you wouldn't know what positive was. Um, So, so the main objective and the ongoing uh, the ongoing journey of life, I feel, is to constantly be battling the devil, if you will, from your subconscious. You know, it's an ongoing journey. Um, and I, I'm not sure because you're quite into your books, which is amazing. I'm not sure if you've read um, uh, Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. You know, um, I not read that. I've read Thinking Grow Rich. Yeah. Oh, man. I've the, I'll win the devil. I have to get, have to get it. Yeah. So I mean, of course, the uh, think and grow rich outlines the methods of how to think and grow rich, right? But outwitting the devil is the book that outlines how to apply the method. It, it uh, you know, it really highlights the um, the importance of going within and understanding why a is so difficult to be productive understanding where the resistance comes from you know um because that that in itself is a huge topic resistance resistance in itself it's like if if you find that you wake up in them or you know it it starts from the get-go so let's say you set your alarm for 6 a.m for a productive morning you straight away you can feel that resistance of not wanting to get up now Mm. that resistance is actually well well related to a memory in your subconscious and this is where we're going back to it you see so you can guarantee that there's a program in your subconscious that you've lived out in your past that's coming out in this uh, that's manifesting in this resistance to want to get out of bed that's why you keep having to you keep have to excuse me, what you have to keep doing is chipping away at that resistance. You know, if, if you don't want to get out of bed in the morning, identify where that's coming from. It's not mm-hmm. going to be easy. It's easier said than done. But that, that's just the first notch of resistance. You know, you can, you can find this at every avenue in your day. So that's mm-hmm. why outwitting the devil, as Napoleon Hill does highlight in the book, is a lifelong journey, you know you never climb the top of the mountain <laughs> but that's that's part of the fun why would you want to <laughs> yeah i mean it's like if, if life was easy it wouldn't be enjoyable would it really you exactly know, easy it's, you want that you have those hard times or difficult times you reflect on that and you can kind of use how you grow isn't it as a person like absolutely know, man how you gain resilience momentum you... that's, that's exactly man that's um ev- evolution in a nutshell really isn't it it's um it's it's the point of reaching a, a critical stage of difficulty and then growing past that um mm. so you know that that's that's where tur- that's where turning points come into play and sort of you know mm. it's like sorry yeah, please no 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 I, I was i was actually just taking a breath after that. <laughs> what, what, what <laughs> <I'm saying. laughs> it's like um we're all a work in progress aren't we um, yeah. 
um, and what you touched based on, like, with getting up in the morning. I mean, that is one of the, I think that's one of the things for me. Well, I'll set my alarm. Um, once I'm in a routine, I'm fine. Exactly. It's yeah. getting into that habit and that routine of yeah. getting up a set time. And it feels horrible. It can, yeah. you know, it's not nice to get up early. Like, it, especially this time of year, it's a lot harder because it's dark. Exactly. It's, exactly. It's dark and it's like, you, you, your mind starts playing tricks on you. You're like, it's dark. <laughs> yeah. Why am I getting up? If, you know, it might be six o'clock, half five. Exactly. Like, why? Why? Go back to sleep. And then, but that, that's the hardest thing. I think that's one of the hardest things from, you know, everyone's got their own thing, but yeah. Um, they say that successful, a lot of successful people get up early. They say you get up early, you've got more time in the day. Yeah. Very true. Very, very true. And yeah, just, um, cause I, I, I love, I love this topic cause what, what you mentioned was like, you know, your, your mind starts playing tricks on you and like you, you sort of build up your own resistance to want to get out of bed. But th- this is this is where I found NLP helps a lot. So. So, for example, if if you say didn't want to get out of bed and you had the feeling first of not wanting to get out of bed, what you do is like track that feeling in your body, see where it is. And sort of, you, you just sort of like breathe into it and reset the feeling. So um, what you could do is have a key anchor point. So like uh, a time when you were incredibly productive, um, where you were smashing out work, where you were in, in such a flow. Um, and you have that anchored in your mind as a memory. And you remember the feeling. And what you do is actually track the feeling of not wanting to get out of bed quite literally like throw it away in your mind's eye and uh reapply this good feeling of being productive and suddenly you want to get out of bed what you've done is you've you've used the human mind interface to reprogram your feelings there and that you know that that's that's the basis of nlp really and that for me (laughs) i mean i'm not going to say it's changed my life just yet but it's changed how i see things it's changed Mm. how i do things you know um, the reason it hasn't changed my life just yet is because, as we mentioned, is this type of thing. It takes time. It's really mm. not easy. But when, once you get the little knack for it, once you you start doing it, it becomes quite addictive, and mm. you start realizing actually you have a lot more control over both yourself and your emotions mm. than you than you realize. Um, so. That, that, that's what gets me in this society is when you see the attitudes of like, oh, poor me, you know, I'm not in control. Um, the, I am the effect as opposed to the cause. Now, that's that's quite dangerous thinking, but that's actually what most of the population, what goes through most of the population's heads. Now, if you instead think of yourself as the cause and the environment as the effect, that's a really empowering place to be. Because you start seeing scenarios as you being the engineer of them. Instead of, say, for example, you getting angry at, I don't know, a, a kid throwing an egg at your house. <laughs> I don't know why I use that as an example. But, mm. but what you can actually do is say, you know, okay, well, why is it I want to get annoyed at this? Is mm. it a program in my subconscious? Is there a memory linked to the fact that I am getting annoyed in this scenario. What is going on? 
you know, yeah. and then you start really reflecting and understanding that actually you're in perfect control here. Lack of contr- control is actually an illusion created mm. by yourself. <laughs> it's, so it's, it's a funny, it's a funny relationship like that. But, um, but yeah, it's really important that people understand that. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, you know, in, in today's society and in general life, we can kind of be on autopilot, you know, um, yeah, absolutely. and we're just reacting to situations. And I think when you take a step back, be mindful. And what you just touched base on there was like, um, it's like, you know, there's that question, if you don't master your mind, your mind will master you, be the master yeah. of you. And it's exactly. like, we, we've got, it's like, you imagine like your, your mind and your body, you've got a set of emotions in there as well. Yeah. And all, and, and the thoughts travel, is it travel faster than the speed of light or something like that? So everything's exactly. happening, you know, nanoseconds, milliseconds, you know, really, really fast. Yeah, absolutely. And then you've got this thought and then you've got the emotion and then there's that reaction to it. Yeah, um, it's kind of when you got when you apply for an emotion together, it's like apply it's like cement. Yeah, yeah. Cement that with that thing. Hundred um, percent. And what you mentioned just then about like um, think like someone's throwing an egg at someone's house. You, yeah, that's going to provoke a thought, which is then going to provoke an emotion, and then that's going to have a rea- reaction. Exactly. It, exactly. Because I, but the guy I had on the podcast, um, Mills, I had him on, and he mentioned that he was involved in like a road collision or something. Okay. And he said this guy was kicking off. Yeah. And instead of this guy who I had on the podcast reacting to that and giving his energy to that situation, yes, yes, he he mentioned he felt sorry for the guy. Exactly. So whatever happened with his car and the other guy's car, he wasn't focusing on that. Yeah. He, he said he instantly thought of like feeling sorry for that guy if someone else was in his position who had a gun, who was angry, or yeah. could have reacted differently and done damage to him. So he kind of kind of flipped his perspective in some sense. Um, yeah, absolutely. We, I think we just we can react things that happen not just driving yeah. but you know look every situation exactly exactly and <laughs> you know I, I think i think it's actually it's it's a big thing people overlook because i think it is the biggest form of freedom having the ability to choose how you react to every situation it's, it's a huge form of freedom. Now, obviously, people talk about money, giving freedom, and, and that sort of thing. Bullshit. If you have mastered your thoughts and emotions towards, or, or you're very confident that you can master them towards every situation, then you'd never have to worry about anything because you know nothing's going to phase you and you know that you'll be in this state of balance. Mm. And what this actually does as well, like, like very much like your friend uh, who was involved in the road collision, what this will actually do as well, it will present this aura to the person involved. And what it'll do, it actually calm them down because your frame will be so powerful that the person will have no choice but to get sucked into your frame. Mm. Their, their, their anger frame will shatter. Because they'll look like an idiot if you're just calm and forgiving, humble, 
and they'll recognize that and they'll change very quickly in front of you. That is an example of being in affirmative control, you know, uh, and a lot of people don't, don't have, uh, unfortunately don't have the, the self-confidence or the self-awareness to realize this, you know, mm. um, we are very much taught that we, that everything happened to us on accidents, you know, um, that we're somehow here, um, due to a big bang that happens one in a billion time and like you know all this mm-hmm. chance happening and we're, it's just like we're, we're apparently we're here by accident no no i i don't believe that anyway what yeah. i do believe is we're, we're here to learn how to take control you know um why else would it be difficult to do so <laughs> do you know what mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. so so i think that's one of the journeys in life and i think that's one of the freedoms that we allow ourselves mm-hmm. is to be in control um yeah so yeah no no being in control and having that self-management and control of the masses then um and i think you know a lot of people you know we can probably do it ourselves sometimes or we have done it previously people do it is like you know play a victim like you know yeah yeah um i'm not good enough because of this or, or it didn't work out because of this and there's always an excuse behind stuff and it's, it's, it's being honest with yourself. And I think you know, when you're honest with yourself and you're not defensive and you know, you let your defenses down, question yourself, you know, like you said, what, what is this that I'm feeling? Yeah. What is that? You kind of break down those barriers. Exactly. And you, when you come down to it, it's, it's to how you think. Yeah. Um, and then to how you think then goes on to your belief system. Um, yeah. You can almost, it's funny because you can almost like uh, make an experiment with yourself, you know. So so like there was this one example that I've got to reiterate and I I just, I can't remember what book it was from. I think it, uh, I think it's Pitch Anything um, by Olaf something, Mm. something. Anyway, so um, he gives an example of, over by a person who's completely out, out of his sight range so he hears something and instantly like without him even having to do anything his body is flushed with adrenaline and cortisol because he's not aware if there's a danger if there's his body just goes into fight or flight immediately and that's a feeling you can feel it's like some someone's calling me am i in danger you feel mm. that and then you you could, it's, it's almost like it's in a sequence and then your body relaxes after knowing that it's not a danger and then you start to think and that's when the consciousness part comes into it so this is why it's so important uh, to reprogram your subconscious to to react to things in a certain way in a way that you're in control you know you you start to really pinpoint feelings in your body and at what times they come um, because what, what you normally find is that certain scenarios, well, th- there'll be a cluster of scenarios to set off the same feeling, you know, and if that's a negative one, then that's awesome. You've got a litmus test to start progressing forwards, you know. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, it's a very interesting way of getting your freedom, just going back to that, because... Yeah, who who doesn't want to be in control of their emotions? Let, let's let's face it. If it, if it just makes me um, 
oh, think of that movie. What film? That cool. film is it Limit, Limitless? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he takes the sort of the the, the pill that gives him high intelligence. Yeah. Is that is that the one? Yeah. Um, I mean, that to some extent isn't really real. I mean, there isn't a pill where you can kind of. <laughs> Who knows? Access. Who knows with technology? You know, man. I mean, they, they, I think they made one, but it turned out to be like full of all these other things that yeah, were bad for you and stuff. Synth- synthesized stuff. Yeah, but um, I mean, if you really, you know, take control of your mind, like, like you said, there's certain methods, isn't there? Like visualization, visualization, yeah, yeah, and uh, manifesting, um, you know, that movie, The Secret. But you know, you've got to manifest, haven't you? Um, exactly. Believe that you believe that it's going to happen. Yeah. But you've got to then put in action as well. Exactly, man. But um. You know, for a lot of people out there who are in pretty harsh circumstances, I mean, you know, it is a lot harder to see a way out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I find that when, like, like in Cornwall, where we live, there are some very beautiful places down here, like you know, St. Mons and um, St. Ives. Yeah, where yeah. there isn't much poverty and hardship. You go to some places in Cornwall and, they're, they're, you know, I think Cornwall's got some of the, the most poorest places in, in the country, haven't they? Yeah, exactly, exactly, man. Um, so some people who are living in those places or brought up in those places, you know, it's easy to get into that, you know, talking about mindset and self-belief yeah. of, of thinking, oh, this is me or... I might, you know, this is me. But, yeah. You know, parents, <laughs> yeah. um, family, friends. It's, you know, but there is a way out. You know, it's it's a choice. It's, yeah. it's, it's a mindset. And a lot of successful people out there who, who run these massive companies mm. start out from nothing. You know, yeah. Alan Sugar, you know, he's on a council estate in London. Yeah, exactly. And these, here's the thing as well. Here's the funny thing is that these difficult circumstances normally define a character more, you know. Um, I mean, just, just taking, just taking the, um, the example to an extreme side here. I'm not sure if you've read A Man's Search for Meaning, but it's Victor Frankl. Yeah. yeah. My, my mom's got it. I need to, um, I'm going to, Oh, mate, it's it's brilliant, and it's it's bang on key with what we're talking about here, because, um, you know, even even in amongst the the brutality and all the the terrible things that happened in the concentration camps, he was able to find a, a positive side of it. He was able to to make, as you say, the internal choice. To the attitudes that he felt in in the concentration camps, to a positive one, mm-hmm. and he wrote he wrote about this in this book, uh, which is why I totally totally recommend that to you and uh, you know anyone listening as well. It's um it's very empowering and very um it's very as you say very well as I say very rattling because it, it gives you a platform of relevance mm-hmm. of just how extreme the human mind can find the light. Um, yeah. Mm. Well, it's like 
there's that saying, isn't there? It's a quote. Well, let me try and think if I say it. Um, yeah, that was it. Your mind is a garden, your thoughts are seeds. You can grow flowers or you can grow weeds. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Um, but it is on. like, sorry, if you, I mean, if you do, uh, I will read that book, mm. but it just makes you think, though, doesn't it? It, it really does. Honestly, because, you know, we, we live in a world of duality. There's extreme sides of both, uh, of, of both sides of the spectrum. And, you know, what you sow is what you reap. So if, and, and uh, it, you know, it mentions this in uh, Think and Grow Rich, you know, if you're, if you're planting nightshade, poison, uh, the, the, you know, poisonous plant, if you're planting the equivalent of that in your mind, then you'll start reaping those results, be it through attitude, personality, actions. So the more, in a nutshell, the more you think negatively, the more that that will manifest as a negative action or sequence. Mm. Um, so yeah, it, that's why, you know, I'm not saying you won't get negative thoughts. No one's perfect. Um, but it's how you it's how you respond to the negative thoughts that defines you. And that's the same with making progress too. Uh, you know, just th- this brings back this quote, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Mm-hmm. If, if you're kicking, if, if you're getting negative thoughts and you're retuning the meaning for them, it's likely, for example, if you're a salesperson that you're calling up clients or prospects and getting rejected but you're readjusting the rejection meaning to uh, propel yourself in a more knowledgeable direction because of it. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, so, so it's a, it's an interest. You know, I've actually got that quote on my wall because it's so it's so amazing how you do one thing, how you do everything. It's it's so, so simple, but the more you think about it, the more it's true. You know. It's such a simple quote, but it's quite a powerful one, isn't it? It really is, man. It really, uh, and you know, I found this personally speaking as well because I'm I'm big in uh, just like you. I'm big into my fitness, health, etc. Now, I found the times in my life where my diet's gone out the window. You know, I'm eating I'm eating the junk food. I'm drinking the soft drinks. I'm, I'm going out most nights. Blah 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 since I've slipped off that one channel, I also find that I slip off the rest. So like my work, Mm. my work becomes less effective. Um, Mm. My concentration, my ability to uh, socialize becomes less effective just because of this one area, you know? Um, So very much, very much how you do one thing is how you do everything. I love it. (laughs) I love it. It's very true, though, and I mean, it's like a domino effect almost. And I, I it is. What you said, because I've had times where, um, I mean, life happens sometimes, yeah, you know, exactly. um, and it's just getting back onto that that treadmill, so to speak. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I had a break with my girlfriend for a week, and I didn't work out or anything for about a week. Um, and when you come back, it's a bit like Christmas, isn't it? You know, you yeah, have that exactly. break, you have that break, and you come back into the routine. Yeah. And Christ, like you said, it does impact on different things. Like, because it, 
it feels good if you have a break and mm. you eat certain things that you probably shouldn't always eat. Yeah. Like, um, and it, and it can impact. It's like a domino effect. Exactly. Um, but when you're in more of a positive emotional state, you know that carries through to work. That carries through to going out. That carries through to all these other things. It's like a ripple exactly. effect. Exactly, and it's you know. It's spot on with the ripple effect, by the way, um, because you know what what you give out comes back to. So, the more you know, it's it's, it's very much a, a loop. Um, so, the more positivity you give out, the more comes back, and the more people positively respond to you, and therefore mm. the more you're positive back. You know, so so it's, it's it's a very intricate loop. So that's also why it's quite hard to get into the loop in the first place the positive loop because when you're when you're for example uh negative you'll find that you're getting a negative results and b negative responses um so it again it works in a cybernetic loop so it's hard to break out of this loop initially um but <laughs> and i i heard this from the dog whisperer actually funny funny enough um you know, you, you change the behavior gradually and then the personality change follows. Mm. So in, in, in other words, you perform the behaviors, even if your personality doesn't like it, you may find some resistance in those areas. But after time, after a certain amount of time, um, those habits will be ingrained and that personality mm. trait will now be uh, part of you you know, integrated in your personality. So, so it's very, it's very interesting. And, you know, that's, that's why it's difficult for people to get started. You know, mm. I'm calling a spade a spade here. It is shit just starting to get, try to get productive because, mm. because you haven't built, you haven't built that foundation yet. You haven't built the neural pathways that make it comfortable, that make it a flowing process. That's that's why, for example, um, I can't remember what book it was in, but uh, was it Mastery by Robert Gray? I, I don't know. But um, in any case, that, that's why, it, you know, it takes between five and ten years to get mastery at something because you have to build the routine. You mm -hmm. can't just you can't just expect to jump into something and it be easy. That's not mm -hmm. how the human mind works. It's, no. desi it's designed to take a lot of energy to begin with. It's designed to do that. Um, because over time you'll become more efficient at it, more capable mm. of performing it for longer durations. You know, that's why languages are so difficult. That's why not many people stick to guitar or, or instruments. That's why forming these new habits is so uncommon. That's why you'll see most people just caught in that, as you say, treadmill routine. It's mm. just easier. It's easier that way. I'm just trying to, I mean, I completely relate to what you're saying. Um, yeah. 100%, 110%. Um, yeah. And I think it's a lot easier to just kind of, you know, be in your comfort zone. That's what kind of like comfort zones. and like Yeah, yeah, it's a great one. Me, me, mediocrity. I mean, yeah. I understand that, you know, there are people out there doing certain jobs. I mean, if, but it's like, you know, if, people, if you love what you do, then do that. It's that yeah being a bush driver and you love what you do then that's great 
you know, it's what you love. That's what makes you happy. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. It, you know, it's not comparing yourself or looking out at what your next door neighbor's doing or your friend's doing or, and thinking I've got to do what they're doing. Exactly. Um, and like you said, with people don't stick to things. It's a lot harder to stick to things. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it, in, in an example is like like starting out things isn't it what yeah, we mentioned absolutely. I mean it's like this podcast like you know and yeah, yeah that's true this is like the raw foundations of it this is yeah, like yeah yeah. Be- beta. yeah yeah, um, yeah and like some people could might do five episodes or six episodes and go oh I'm not getting enough people I'm not getting yeah. enough um followers or whatever and then give up because then mm. that goes back to like delayed gratification and things take time exactly yeah but um you know like joe rogan he said on one of his podcasts like I don't know, his, his early ones yeah like when he started out he had like 25 followers or 200 followers yeah. and he was like you know what the hell and oh exactly man his other friend said it's not about how many listeners you get it's about who listens to it exactly and as well as that, I, I, I feel like um, I feel like if you know, you know, and this comes back to the marketing, my marketing background a little bit. But, um, you know, if you know that you're giving out value, if you know that you're helping people, that you that you're actually relaying things that have helped you in the past or you're providing value or anything like that, if, if you know that the content is quality then you, you you know it's best to keep consistent with it because you you know eventually you'll reach your audience mm-hmm. so i think that's the problem with uh these people who are just starting out on say podcasts on on uh you know social media youtube videos all that type of thing or you know even even just sort of marketing themselves as creatives consistency yeah I mean, that's, I think that's been a big learning curve for myself. Um, yeah. It's being consistent um, yeah. and sticking with stuff. And Exactly. Um, I, was dri- I was driving around Truro the other day and I was trying to find a parking space by Lemon yeah. Street with a theatre in. Yeah, yeah. And um, I've usually paid for parking. Um, this doesn't make me sound really... Oh, yeah. oh, I always pay for parking. If I, need to. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think it's very clear. But on Lemon, on certain street, you can park for free after a certain time. Yeah. And there were no spaces on that, you know, where the theatre is. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I drove up and, ra- up and around, and I went to another street, and then I went back to where the theatre is, and I was looking for a space, and I was like, oh there's no spaces come on mm. and there was one space and it was like so tight even for my small car <laughs> yeah and i was like you know what i'm, I'm just gonna pay for parking so i don't okay. pay the six pound or whatever yeah um but then someone's car went out and there was a gap yeah but i kind of thought afterwards like when i parked in the space i thought i've been consistent there yeah that's yeah, true i know it's a really basic example no, 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 but it's just true though, 100%. And I thought, like, you know what? You know, if you're consistent, you keep at something, you'll get that result. Exactly. And, you know, 
let's say for example um someone else was in the same position as you like you know if if for example they haven't trained their ability to be consistent they probably would have taken one look at those parking spaces and be like nah fuck that i'm going to pay for parking do you know what i mean um you know so they they hadn't so what what i'm trying to say is like you 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 obviously manifested that that space to to come into play it sounds quite meta but you know the, but, on, please. but then it kind of that you only have that narrative i think in your mind you look at things differently don't you like yeah yeah i, I went out <laughs> i stopped i stopped talking about driving in a minute um <laughs> no no it's perfect I, I went well. to tesco car park to park with tesco the other day yeah and there's all these gaps and cars and cars are going straight all the way down and looping right and going around i just drove straight through the empty car park spaces and the parks in the spot and so they're going all the way around yeah i just it's... saw my opportunity and then went for it oh my god you know what i'm so glad you brought that because i i find that and and this is this is quite interesting um on along the topic of what we're discussing because i find that pack mentality is very rife in this society. I, you know, as, as you were saying earlier, going back in, in, to the mm. caveman, caveman days when obviously everyone was knocking around in, in that yeah, cluster yeah. To, for, for protection. Now, that, that provides both benefits and drawbacks. And the benefits were a lot heavier when you were fighting like saber-toothed tigers. Um, but now in this society, that pack mentality is actually quite dangerous. So, for example, um, let, let's, let's bring it back to Truro again. Um, you know, NatWest Bank, for example, um, you see you see maybe three, four people queued up outside that at a time, right? Mm. Uh, and then someone else will join the queue because they, they, they've got that pack mentality. They'll just think, oh, okay, there's a queue there. That's where the cash point is. <laughs> but, but no one will be thinking individually enough to be like, oh, I'll just literally walk into these doors and use the cash point inside. Inside, Do you know yeah. what I mean? It, it, I, I, honestly, I'm not being dramatic here. This happens every time. No one can really switch on that think for themselves mentality. Everyone's in the sort of autopilot zone, you know, mm. um, which is which is which is a, a strange reality, really, because it's like when you're performing at an autopilot. Free uh, sequence. Mm. You're, you're no different from like a a, a game NPC, like you know, a, an, an, an an AI who's just programmed to to respond. And then it comes back to that cause and effect sequence again. You know, mm. I, I, if if you're thinking that you're the effect, you're no better than an AI in a game. <laughs> yeah, is what, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, so so yeah I, I i feel very strongly about that of course um but uh, equally i can understand that people go through different things that allow them to have these certain beliefs and i completely understand that but uh, you know I, I also want people to understand those particular people that um that there are people in the world who can control their emotions so it's no you know yeah, so it's, t- it's time to really, really get a grip, society. Yeah, <laughs> good, absolutely. Good, yeah. Um, but I anyways, think, yeah, what were you saying? So, you, do you, you just want to okay talk about this topic, right? Are you... Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I've got I've, I've got to wrap things up at around half seven. 
So, uh, yeah, so of that, course. Gives, that, that gives us some time, doesn't it? Yeah, of course, certainly. Yeah, that's fine. Awesome, awesome, man. So, what, what were you about to say? But I think as well, like, um, we're, I think we're in a position where we, we haven't really got any kids. Kids, have we, you know, um, I don't think we've got any kids anyway. Um, <laughs> no, I hope so. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. we've got time and I think certain advantages over some people. Do you know what I mean? To, to, Absolutely. To, to live in, you know, in quite a place like Cornwall to think about certain things. Yeah, other yeah. people out there have got kids and mortgage but you know even though these people are in these situations where they might have a, you know, a job they don't like mortgage, kids um, certain things like ties and commitments it, yeah. they might not feel happy you know you, you've still got that I think ability to keep, take control of your thinking to look into the kind of things that we've been talking about Exactly, exactly. Um, you know, it doesn't really matter what age or situation you're in, does it? A hundred percent, you know. And and this is the thing, you know, when I have this conversation with, um, with I, I, I pretty much say most people, there's always, always, always an excuse why they can't do it. Um, why they can't operate at an optimum by being in control. There's always, you know, oh, uh, this happens, so I'm not happy. And there's, all, there's always an excuse. Now, this, this is dangerous. And, you know, this, this is actually something um, I look for in terms of recruitment as well um, for the restaurants, for example, or, or for the marketing agency. Um, is the, so, yeah, what I look for, a question I ask myself is, is this person taking responsibility for their actions or are they blaming external? Now, this is, this is for me, this for me has been the game changer because I think that's my definition of a grown up actually is the ability to take responsibility for yourself, essentially. Now, if, if for example, you didn't get up in the morning because your alarm clock didn't go off, you can't come in and tell me that your alarm clock didn't come up. So that's a viable answer as to why you're late. Now, mm. now I, I, I understand. I understand that there can be accidents and I understand that these circumstances can play out in a certain way that things are out of your control. But you can always keep things aligned in control. So, for example, if you know you've got to be up in the morning and if you know that your alarm clock is prone to not working, maybe go to sleep a little bit earlier. Um mm. You know that's that's one that's one example, but it is is quite a vague example. Following that, but um, I guess the key takeaway is when I see someone taking responsibility for their actions, when I see someone owning up to their mistakes, then I know that this person is genuine. Mm. Um, and I, I think that's a good baseline to operate from. You know. Yeah, and I think it's like if you see the business as your business, if you see it as yours, you, if you had someone in your workplace or business yeah. who is making excuses, it's then going to have a negative impact on your business, on your money, yeah. your time. And it's a bit like, you know, a domino effect. And, you know, we've both seen it <laughs> <laughs> yes. in a hospitality, yes. you know. <laughs> and it's exactly, like, exactly. It's like just getting a stick of 
dynamite in there and it goes yeah. off. And then, you know. A hundred percent, man. And the, see, the, the, the main issue with this as well is that if I see someone not taking responsibility, I know that the same problem will happen again because they're not, they're not saying to themselves, right, I'm the problem here. Let's elaborate on a solution. Instead, they're just fixated on the problem of external, you know, and that's dangerous. That's a dangerous place to be when, when you're in a position like that, you know? Um, so I, I think the main thing, the main takeaway of what I'm trying to say here is, you know, understanding internal and external and the relationship between them. If mm. you, if you know that you will not react um, or, or if you know how to keep your con- emotions in check, then mm. you're, you're at a good baseline. A. It's, it's, it's knowing that you're in control and your emotions aren't in control of you and you have Oh, exactly. to grab hold of the ring exactly man exactly that's that for me is what i'm striving for and that's what i recommend everyone strive for as well you know um mm. because you'll find that the positive behaviors will flow from that you know um you'll start to manifest more easily because there'll be less in the way for you mm. um so yeah i mean <laughs> it's all fascinating stuff you know you, you just just you know i'm just like you in the sense that i literally this type of stuff i can talk about for hours i mean honestly talk about an hour and 15 minutes now and it, you know it feels like five minutes it, it really it, does you know what i mean um yeah. and that you know that in some sense like you know you know that it's a passion of both of ours to be on this certain topic um because it, if I lose myself in a topic and I'm, I'm flowing, just talking, then I know that actually it's something I should be doing more because I enjoy it, you know? Yeah. And, it, yeah. and it's not bringing to the table an unproductive uh, energy. This is actually, you know, it's actually stimulating for both of us to be getting mm-hmm. these idea, ideas out on the table and therefore reinforcing them in our neural network as well. Yeah. And, that, you know, it's, helping other people understand certain things and you know and you're giving you're putting something positive out there what people can take something from and if someone can exactly. you know, listen to this and go oh yeah sure i'm going to use that yeah yeah that's what it's about isn't it yeah it's that ripple effect again and all the rest of it a hundred percent man and what what i was going to say to just add on to that was um we're, we're talking with congruency like we're performing the actions and when we do that we put out a certain energy that those listeners at home can be like oh you know, they're actually performing the actions. Maybe I should listen. And then it turns on a subconscious switch where they're more receptive to, to the information. So, you know, I, I love I love the fact that we can express this freely because it does help the listeners at home and understand it clearer, you know. Mm, that's it, exactly. I mean, we'll definitely do more of these. Um, Absolutely. I'll, I'll look forward to it. Yeah, do them in person as well. And Absolutely, yeah. So what? What would you like to finish on any any quotes or anything to finish up? <laughs> that, that's a great question, man. I mean, I guess I guess what the the key takeaway for me for, from this whole conversation really is you know sort of master your mind and you master reality. So if if you're having trouble with your life in any area, return to yourself, return to your center, focus on your breathing, um, and let 
positive actions flow to you because positivity will be returned as a result. Um, now, that's all you need to know. That's actually all you need to know in life to, to get to a positive location, you know. Give out positive energy, get it back in return tenfold. But don't... And here's, here's, here's where I tripped over initially. Just because you give out positive energy, don't expect it to be reciprocated straight away. Do not have an expectation of receiving positive energy when, once you give it out. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that is called unconditional love, actually. And that is the highest platform to operate from. So operate, operate from a place of, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. In a nutshell. Um, and yeah, as you say, there's plenty, plenty more topics we're going to be discussing soon. Eh? I can't wait, man. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. No, of course. We'll definitely uh, get it sorted. 100%, but, uh, man. I appreciate you being on it. I've been on the Positivity Podcast. Um, my pleasure. You're very, very humble, very grateful. And, um, oh, thank you, my friend. That, hey, thank you for having me on. And it's great to have it's great to have someone who I can express to everyone. You know the the positive yeah. thoughts and and the journey that we have. And yeah, I, yeah. I hope I hope the listeners at home, you know, had something to take away from this. I, I really do because, yeah, it's, it's a fun journey. This life life thing. <laughs> but all in, it, all in it together. Exactly, man. So thank you so much for having me on. And yeah, we'll we'll chat soon, my friend. Yeah, of course. You have a good night. Take it easy. Thank you for your yeah, time. Yeah, you you too, man. Take care now. See you, nice man. See you, Hi, I would just like to say a massive thank you for tuning into this podcast and I'm really, really grateful to be on this path and journey with you all. If you would ever like to provide feedback, you can do so by going on Apple Podcasts and leaving a review or you can send me an email at thepositivitypodcast.gmail.com All feedback is much appreciated. If you would like to donate anything at all, I have a Patreon account where you can donate a small amount and you get exclusive content from the podcast. Or I also have a PayPal if you would like to donate anything as well. Just a small gesture. And all donations all go towards the podcast and making it a better experience for you all. Now, I hope you have a great day and stay tuned for more episodes.